Hello guys, Sarah here and welcome to the Life as an Experiment podcast, a podcast where I help you declutter emotional baggage and reclaim your power and confidence in your lives. Hey everyone, um, today I'll just dive right in and talk about self-care practices and rituals because there has been so much of talk online and on um, social media, you know, about self-care and taking care of ourselves a little bit more during this pandemic. And I see a lot of people, um, you know, especially coaches, gurus and experts, um, everyone basically is really posting about their self-care rituals online. And in the spirit of, you know, inspiring and encouraging others to take care of themselves, I think that this is a great, great thing, right? It's always interesting to hear about someone else's perspectives and maybe glean some useful tips from their experiences, you know, but where I see a lot of people starting to trip up is that they start to take on this, you know, practices that other people have been doing as things that they must do without ever thinking about whether it even works for them. So for example, I've had people, you know, telling me that, you know, one day they were actually trying this cold shower routine in the morning and another day they were trying, you know, this this new journaling, you know, technique or, you know, another day something else altogether. You know, stuff that they have never done before and for some they have actually never liked before, right? So asking, you know, someone who actually dislikes keeping diaries or, you know, dislikes writing or journaling to actually journal every single morning at a fixed time is going to be counterproductive to that person, right? Because you also have to take into account that incorporating these things into your life is really akin to incorporating a new habit, a totally new way of living into your life. And as we all know, right, incorporating new habits actually takes time, which is why sometimes we get so frustrated when we inadvertently realize that we can't keep up with the, with the habit or the new self-care routine, right? So the habit or the new habit incorporation thing is one issue, you know, where people actually trip up in their self-care uh, routine, right? But the bigger point that I actually want to talk about more today is that sometimes, you know, following others' self-care routines has no staying power and does not work because self-care is personal, okay? It is subjective and it is wholly unique to you, right? So how do you go about setting up a self-care routine for yourself? Okay, basically, I tell my clients and, you know, people that talk, that talk to me about this, I, I usually just tell them these three, three things, right? So firstly, a self-care routine... Um, it's supposed to be something that actually feels good to you, right? And only you would know what feels good to you. And really, what is self-care, right? Self-care is a routine or a series of practices that relaxes you, grounds you, and returns you to yourself. It is not supposed to be something that actually stresses you out even more, okay? So like, for example, okay, let's just take me as an example. Um... I consider exercise to be a huge part of my self-care routine, okay? It's this physical bit of self-care, okay? And when I did my research, um, most people were actually recommending home exercises or high-intensity uh, training sets or yoga, right? This, these are usually the, the three common ones that I've seen. And I've actually tried all three personally. Home exercising made me feel really, really, really stifled, especially since... 
um, I was doing these exercises in my room and my room is not actually humongous. So it felt like I was, you know, kind of caged in. Um, the second type, which was the high intensity training exercises, um, I found it to be, you know, just not my thing at all. Um, I, I couldn't get into it and it was, you know, one of the things that really, really kind of like irritated me and it kind of stressed me out a lot when I was actually doing my workouts. And um, I, I felt like I found it to be a huge chore and um, really tiring, like tiring to the point that I didn't enjoy it at all and um, I couldn't sustain it. Right. And what I found was that yoga was actually the most um, relaxing for me. But um, I found that usually I wasn't really in a mood to do it because I perceive yoga to be something that's pretty relaxing and something that I probably would only want to do um, before bedtime, for instance, but not something that I would actually want to do it every day at like, you know, 6-ish p.m. after work, right? Um, so it really, really took um, quite a bit of, you know, experimenting to realize that I actually loved exercising outdoors, right? And I really, really liked a moderate type of exercise. So it should be light enough such that I wouldn't feel like it was an uphill task, you know, doing every single day or doing it most days in the week. Um, but at the same time, it, you know, it's not so intense that it kind of stressed me out, stresses me out just thinking about doing it, right? Um, but at the same time, exercising, you know, my criteria for exercise at least, um, it, it should be something that I could, you know, break out in sweat, but have fun too. And it took a bit of experimenting for a couple of months, actually, to find out that actually brisk walking was the answer to my um, physical self-care routine. So um, I've been actually enjoying it so much uh, because it, it, it's really a break from working from home and just, you know, sitting at my desk and staring at my, at my you know, the four walls in my house all day long. Um, I find it to be nice to just go outside and, you know, walk around, although it's just my neighborhood and nothing really special. Um, I, you know, I walk around and see people doing their things, you know, I see fellow joggers and fellow runners and walkers around me. Um, yeah, I get to go outside and see the world, right? So, um, I really, really enjoy it and to the point that I've been actually doing it three to four times, sometimes even five times a week, just to get that break, um, you know, from, from my, my home office once work ends at six, right? So, and the point here that I would really like to stress is that, yes, it's really, really important to choose activities that you enjoy because then you'll be able to sustain doing, you know, these activities over a long period of time as well. And that's what self-care really is about. It's about, you know, it's not about doing things like just once or twice a week and then abandoning it. It's, you know, kind of building a, a sort of set of practices or habits that you can actually, you know, use to un, uh, unwind and relax yourself. And um, yeah, it, it really should be something that, that feels feels good to you and that you enjoy. Right, so that's the first thing. And um, secondly, self-care activities need to be practical. Okay, and they need to fit into your current lifestyle. Right, so many of us do not really have the luxury of waking up and taking our own sweet time in the mornings. Okay, we have kids to get to school, we have breakfast to make, we are rushing off the house to catch the 8 a.m. subway, etc. Right, so take me as an example. I know that I am not a morning person at all. Okay, getting me to wake up any time earlier than 7:30 is very, very painful. Um, so I knew that you know trying to squeeze in self-care activities early in the morning um, was never going to work. Right, and I will never be able to su sustain it. 
So for example, many people actually recommend waking up, you know, at, at 5.30 a.m. or waking up at 6, you know, and, and going for a walk or, you know, going to see the sunrise or whatever it is or doing, you know, 20 minutes of yoga. Um, and I've seen some others that, you know, recommend writing morning pages the first thing you come up, you know, because the first thing you wake up, I mean, so that, you know, anything that comes up in your head um, overnight, you know, gets get dumped, you know, into this, this notebook that you keep. Um... I have to say that I tried doing that and gosh, was I annoyed, right? Because the only time, um, you know, I could actually get to do all these activities, you know, take a walk, you know, do yoga, <laughs> um, write my morning pages as if I woke up really, really early. Um, or I don't know, you know, like, 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 you know, morning pages, maybe write my morning pages when I got into work or on the subway which was, you know, didn't even really make sense. And, you know, where was I going to find the time? Just just had no time at all. Um, you know, and getting into work, you know, it's, it's immediately it's just, you know, it's just, I have to start work, right? I don't really have time to pitter-patter and, you know, write in my own, do my own personal stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's impractical, right? And there was no way I could fit all these things into my current lifestyle. So we need to find, you know, rituals and habits that not only uplift us and make us feel good, it has to be practical. If you have to, you know, change your, your current lifestyle in such a huge manner that, um, you know, to fit in a particular self-care routine or a particular activity and, you know, it's it's difficult to sustain after a period of time. If you're someone that who's a morning person, for example, you don't mind waking up at five thirty a.m., um, you know it might be easier for you to 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 kind of sustain it over a while. But personally, it just wasn't me, right? And I think we need to be um, very clear about this. You know what what individually is practical for us, right? And thirdly, self care does not need to be expensive. Right, you shouldn't need to feel as if you know you have to splurge or burst your bank, bust your bank account just to spend on you know spas and saunas and facials and massages and the like. Okay, especially if you have other financial priorities currently, or if you're a little cash strapped. Right, so I do know ladies um around me that sometimes feel really pressured by the beauty industry and their friends. You know, tell them, oh, you know, I went for this really relaxing facial a massage, you know, and it cost a few hundred and well into the thousands, you know, and then sign packages and stuff, you know, that they actually don't really want to sign, right? So don't do it if you don't feel called to it, you know, sometimes, you know, we just, we just kind of your gut, your gut feeling actually, you know, tells you that this is probably not the money that you want to spend. So, you know, it's just, yeah, just listen to it, right? Because Sometimes the best self-care is not really the most expensive self-care. It's, you know, it's really all about the simple things like, you know, getting enough sleep, you know, eating, eating healthily, um, you know, doing the things you really want to be doing in the moment, having a nice warm bath, you know, reading a book, whatever, whatever floats your boat really. But it doesn't need to be expensive for it to be considered self-care, right? Like for me, um, personally, meditation and yoga doesn't really work for me. And, um, you know, although I found yoga to be really enjoyable it's not something that I can really really get into so um it was difficult for me to justify to myself you know spending hundreds of dollars you know sometimes well into the thousands you know to get into a yoga and meditation class you know locally um there are lots of you know free videos uh, online anyway and I kind of relaxed a little bit better um, listening to ASMR videos and, and audios. So, and all those are free, you know, you can find it, you can find it free, you know, on, on YouTube. So I don't think you really need to particularly spend a huge amount of money just to, you know, get your self-care, right? 
Yeah, so um, so with all that said, you know, how do you even, you know, start a self-care routine? Because I think some of us just, you know, doesn't really, we don't really know what really actually relaxes us, right? It does take a little bit of a trial and error to really know what you like to do at, you know, different parts of the day, right? I found it really, really helpful to just experiment with a few things and always, you know, checking in with your feelings and checking in with yourself, um, to see, you know, if it really relaxes you, you know, if you're having fun, if you are, you know, uh, you are able to engage in them, you know, and it's so important, I feel, to have some thought about, you know, its practicalities, whether you can fit it into your daily or weekly schedule, um, whether it is actually even, you know, affordable, you know, in your current budget. Yeah, things like that, you know, just having a series of activities that you can play around with, depending on your mood, and the time that you have is also um, rather helpful, right? So, you know, yes, let's, you know, yeah, so, so, yeah, so for me, I kind of um, have like about six or seven activities that I kind of rotate around. So, for example, um, you know, I have a kind of like a creativity, self-care, like ritual, where I have a couple of activities. So, I have like, you know, playing the ukulele and doing watercolor painting, um, writing, so, so that, that's my artistic self-care and it's a very important part uh, of self-care to me. So it might not be important to you, but it's, you know, up to you to actually really, really figure out what, um, what self-care really, really means to you. And you do not have to be following anybody else's uh, self-care ritual because it's, you know, it's unique to you, right? So yes, um, just go have fun and let me know how it goes. Um... Yeah, just remember that self-care is unique and specific to all of us and you don't have to be doing things that you dislike just because, you know, some coach or some guru tell you, tells you that it actually worked for them. What works for them, you know, might not work for you, right? So take back your own power and do your own thing. At the end of the day, it's your life, your self-care rituals and you get to do what you want. You get to choose the life that you want, right? Okay, and with that, we've come to the end of the podcast. Do remember to leave a comment or get in touch. I love to hear from my listeners and my readers. Email me at abstractedcollective at gmail.com. That is abstract with an E-D and collective. Or reach out to me on Instagram at abstractedcollective. So if you like the show, do tell your friend and please rate and review on iTunes or anywhere else that you get your podcast as it can help others like you find it easily. So till next time, guys, go be your wonderful self.